Welcome to the Garden Table Podcast. My name is Julia, and I wanted to invite you to have a seat at this table. Come sit with us over a cup of coffee while we press record on these conversations. At this table, we taste and see, receive visions and dreams, and experience abundance. We were invited first before we ever took our spot. At the head of this table is a man named Jesus. At your own table, find him there sitting with you. Thanks for joining us. Now let's get into this garden table conversation. Today, I am at the table with one of my very best friends who she is a person that I do most of my life with. Day-to-day life, I get to work with her. I just get to do life with her. And we actually met when I was in high school, but she honestly feels like the type of friend that I've known my whole entire life just because we've gotten to experience so much together and just getting to do work together just a lot of our lives overlap and it's just been so sweet just getting to do the past eight years together and yeah so I'm getting to sit with my friend Rachel and (laughs) eight years it's crazy (laughs) it's so crazy I want us to tell the story of how we met because honestly it's just so wild to me that we met in high school and just the things that we decided to do as friends. Literally, it's come full circle for yes. sure. Yeah. I mean, my first memories of you were, I believe I was a sophomore and you were a freshman or you were a sophomore and I was a junior yeah. of math class. And if you know me, I'm terrible at math and Julia was really good at math. So she was in advanced class and I was in regular. Um, and I just remember being so gravitated towards you and and my first memories are probably me cheating from your math test, <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, yeah. But I just remember connecting and finding a friend in you at school and just being like, oh, this girl, I like her. I like this girl. Yeah. And um, those are my first memories, I guess, was math class. Yeah, I can say similar things. I just remember being so attracted to your life because you truly like live a life that you're not striving you're not performing for other people but you're just like doing what the Lord's asking you to do and you were even like that in high school which most people including myself had no idea who we were in high school and I was just so attracted with like the ways that you decided to live your life the things you were choosing to do and you weren't doing it for a show you weren't doing it to impress anyone but you're just doing it because that's what you felt like you were supposed to be doing at the time and so I don't even remember how the conversation started that we had a passion for modeling for photography for all those different things like creative things but we ended up just starting to do creative shoots together in high school and you had your first camera I was super interested into getting into modeling and so we would just run around the city we live in and (laughs) this was a weekly endeavor we were like every Friday we're meeting at Tzatziki's and we're going downtown (laughs) we're gonna shoot the most amazing photos and I remember being in photography class and I think I had a project that was portrait driven and you had just gotten scouted and signed to like a big agency in LA and I was like oh that's interesting this would be really cool (laughs) Julia's obviously really beautiful and I think it would just be fun to work with her and create with her and I feel like we just both fell in love with the creative process together and getting to like meet up and share our passions and our dreams and actually do it together even though it was like such a small thing at the time like looking back it's so crazy how those small dreams have turned yeah. into like 
our life dreams and like what God's called us to do now. And yeah, this it's crazy to look back. Yeah, I remember us just running around and taking photos and everything we thought we were doing, we thought was so revolutionary. <laughs> this has never been done before. Done. <laughs> this is high fashion editorial. We The goal was Vogue, you know? And it's just like, like you said, like looking back, like in the moment, it was like so special and like so pivotal to like us continuing to like walk in obedience and like grow in our giftings and be developed. Yeah. But also just like encourage one each other and like, spur each other on to stepping into the dreams and like the calling that we're in now and getting to do together but after high school you went to school in California and I was finishing high school ended up going to college in Mississippi and so there were a few years where we were still connected still like talking catching up but we weren't doing life like in close proximity and so there were a lot of years that we knew what we each other were doing but necessarily weren't like doing it closely and so you ended up getting married to your husband Philip and (laughs) you guys moved back to Birmingham and so that I would say it was a maybe a few years into you all being back into Birmingham where we reconnected. Yeah, I want to say it was like one year after we got married. I remember running to, into you at Madewell. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't seen you in like two years. And obviously yeah. we've been connected on social media and stuff. Yeah. But like you said, it was just... It was just a natural, like, going through different seasons and different times yeah. and getting to reconnect in that moment it was so cool. And it was cool to see what God was doing in my life at the time and where you were at. And then I don't even feel like we really connected much after that. It was probably a couple of weeks or months later yeah. that we um, reconnected about doing a photo shoot. Yeah. And, yeah, that's kind of how we just got reconnected yeah. consistently. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I want us to kind of work backwards of where we're at today and how it all happened but Rachel started a modeling agency called Blair Models she started it a year ago in like a month now maybe (laughs) close to a month a year and a month old yes yeah and so when she started that we were already getting to do just like a bunch of creative stuff together and doing photo shoots just getting to work with clients that she had already had through her social media company called Art House. And through this, throughout this whole conversation, I'm going to be listing so many different things that Rachel does <laughs> because she does so much and wears so many different hats, but she does everything out of excellence. And you are the most hardworking, disciplined person that I've ever met. And I've just learned so much about your dedication, just what you choose to put your hands and your heart to. And so Blair Models started a year and a month ago but there was a lot of like preparation a lot of dreaming a lot of like casting vision and before stepping into Blair Models and Blair Models happens to be an agency that I'm signed with and Rachel is also my mother agent so she is my mama which is we do it all yes which is so cool there's no one else that I would want to trust with different opportunities that I've given and no other person that I would want to just pursue a career in an industry that is very hard and very Very challenging and so I'm so grateful for this past year of like getting to be signed with you and just getting to step into different opportunities together and navigate what the industry looks like and yeah 
So yeah, she started Blair Models, but Rachel, I would love for you to talk about of just like when the dream was birthed, when you're like, okay, this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. This is the time for it. This is what I'm going to do. This is what it's going to look like. And I know I love like with the Lord, anything that he's gifted us with, the passions, the burdens, like we can always retrace it to years prior, even to like being a child and even things that like our family has spoken over us or friends have spoken over us. And so if you want to kind of tell a story of how Blair Models came to be. Of course. Well, first of all, thank you. And I love you. Um, And I honestly can say that I don't, I don't know if I would have had the immediate boldness to start Blair Models if it wasn't for you and just getting to share my dream with you and having friends that believe in you and encourage you and support you along the way. And I remember we were driving back from a work trip and I was like, Hey, Julia, (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but I've had this dream for a really long time of starting a modeling agency. And I know it's crazy, but would you be interested (laughs) if I could represent you? And I just remember you just lit up and you were like, yes, I so see that in you. I so see that like God has called you to this and I want to be a part of it. And I just remember having that immediate yes. And that response from you gave me the confidence to just immediately get to work and yeah I'm thankful for that I'm so thankful for you and having someone to do it with me and walk alongside me this whole journey um especially in the beginning and yeah like thinking back to my life and where this kind of started for me I feel like it was in high school I remember it was sophomore year and it was hey you're doing photography class or you're doing art class and I said I want to do photography I've always loved cameras my parents gave me one when I was younger and I just have always loved taking pictures so during that photography class I feel like I discovered a new passion for shooting with people and capturing their beauty and just getting to create with them and being inspired by that um and you were one of those people that I first got to work with um all those years ago and then fast forward um, I had a lot of friends I just connected with over the years who were modeling in the industry and um, I was always so interested in in that as a photographer and just the other side of the industry of capturing things and working in the fashion industry Um, and then when I moved to California for college I started reaching out to modeling agencies and said hey I'm in town I do photography I would love to work with some of your girls and just get to connect with them in that way um And so, yeah, I just feel like that's kind of how I got connected to the industry was through agencies and test shooting and working with new models. And I just remember leaving every shoot being so excited that I got to work with someone who this was their dream. And I got to play a small piece of that just by being the photographer on the other side of the camera and giving them photos that, you know, could go to their portfolio. And um, yeah, that's kind of where it started. And I feel like from that point on, it was... You know, I moved back to Birmingham and didn't really have anything to do with the creative industry. And I remember feeling so depleted of like, I knew God put those dreams inside of me to work in the fashion industry, but I didn't know what that would look like, you know, as a believer or just in general living in the South. Like there aren't very many opportunities to be creative and work with people who are passionate about the fashion industry. It's a very, you know, specific thing. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was hard to find people to get connected to who love to do that as well. And mm-hmm. when I moved back home, um, I just had some friends who connected me to different business owners and brands. And that's kind of how I jumped back in um, to shooting for fashion clients and yeah, reconnecting with you and other girls who just love to model. And I was like, oh, Julie's a great model. She'd be a great model for this yeah. brand. And I feel like we did that together for about a year. 
alongside some other amazing girls who would show up and shoot and do amazing. And I was like, wow, like I remember this dream of mine from when I was 18 years old to start a modeling agency because looking back, I remember all of these terrible experiences that so many of my friends have been through of just kind of traumatic experiences of being thrown into an industry that's so difficult and not having someone who really has your best interests or supports you and just yeah, just being lashed out at, being told terrible things and going through body image issues and just all those things. And so, yeah, yeah, I was like, I want to be different. I want to do this and I want to step into it and be light and be different. And I feel like God's definitely shown up above and beyond um, the past year and stepping into it. So I don't know if I left out anything probably, but (laughs) that's kind of the gist of the story. And I don't want to brush past the years of preparation, the years of different things that you were being so proactive in the dream. And I think that is something that our age group, like we're in our early 20s and like leading up to your 20s, like in your teenage years, I think we can get so caught up of being like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Or like, I don't know like what I'm gifted in. I don't know how I'm going to get from point A to point B when all these steps in between seem like so daunting and having to maybe get a college degree, having to get a certain internship, like all these different things. But something that I admire so much of just like what you decide to do is like, you're such a connector. Like you connect other people with other people. And that's something that you are just so gifted in is you activate other people's dream. Like you point something that's in a person and you're like, I'm going to connect you with this person. And that's something you've done like my whole entire friendship. And I see you do it with every single person you come into contact with. And so I love how like you connected yourself with like things that would continue to help you grow and like develop and just make you closer to stepping into the dream which you didn't know it was going to be Blair models but like you knew like hey like this is something I'm so passionate about this is what I'm gifted in this is what I know I am on this earth to do like for the Lord and for his kingdom and it doesn't look typical to maybe what my other friends are doing or what the other like other believers are doing, but this is what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. And so I love that over the years, there are moments where you were still being creative. You were still reaching out to different agencies, different managers, like different business owners, just because you knew, Hey, like, this is what I want to do one day. And so I'm going to like make it happen. And I'm going to be proactive because I think we can be so passive with our dreams and our giftings and just be like, Oh, like it hasn't happened right now. So yeah. yeah, So I just like really admire that about you. So yeah, I just saw you for years and years, even if you weren't necessarily where you hoped to be or wanted to be, you still were like, there's purpose and where my feet are now and what I'm doing. And I can still be creative. I can still connect with other people. I can still keep dreaming and keep just doing what I'm doing. And so I feel like with our age and I've even fallen into lulls of this, of just being like, man, like, what am I doing here? Like, what am I supposed to do? What is my giftings? I would like to do this one day, but how do I get there? And so I guess what would be encouragement to give to another person or even to ourselves when we get caught up of wanting to be one place, but being present with where you are and being productive in a waiting season or just knowing that you want to do something and how to be faithful to it then. 
Absolutely. I I look back and I see all the seasons where I was so frustrated because I knew that God had given me these dreams and mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand how it was going to play out or how it was going to come to be. And I feel like looking back now and kind of being on the other side of that, of getting to live out the dreams that I've had is just to be consistent and to show mm-hmm. up. And even if things aren't necessarily how you think they should be right now, that God is always developing us he's strengthening us he's working out maybe weaknesses that we have that we don't even see and he's preparing us for what's to come um so looking back I guess the practical side for me was perfecting my craft learning showing up taking opportunities creating opportunities um not giving up and just because things maybe didn't happen right away I took every opportunity I, I was given whether it was trying wedding photography for a season even though that was something I was not passionate about or excited about I feel like the Lord used that you know six months of my life to really refine my actual craft of photography learning how to actually use a camera and not just have a good eye and then from that um you know, I feel like that prepared me for the next thing, which was working for, you know, maybe my dream clients of fashion and actually being prepared for that. And then that opened the door for me to create opportunities for other girls who were interested in modeling. And then from there, God opened the door for me to start my own agency. And you guys were the first girls that I get to represent and how that stood them to other girls being interested in scouting other girls. And it's just cool to look back at how God was preparing me every step of the way, even though I was so frustrated in certain seasons because yeah. I didn't understand like where he was taking me yeah. um, but looking back I'm, I'm so thankful for the moments that maybe things didn't work out the way I wanted them to yeah. and that it happened when it did um, so for other young people I just say if you have a dream to not be scared to yeah. go there and just yeah. try it out and connect with other people reach out to people mm-hmm. even if you don't know them like hey this is my dream what do you see about this but also not looking for maybe approval necessarily yeah. from others because I do think that that's definitely something that we get caught up in is hey God's giving me this dream I'm so passionate about this and then we look to the left and the right mm-hmm. for approval and for just encouragement in that area and sometimes we don't need approval from others to go there yeah you know absolutely I mean? no I'm so thankful you brought that up with yeah. like the approval of others because I so believe that so many different things that like the Lord asks us to do, it's because he's asking us to do it, not for the approval of others. And that was something when you started modeling. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It was a huge thing for me to overcome with the Lord and like really trust in his word and trust in what he, I feel like I received from him. And that was something you encouraged me so much into. It's just like, Julia, like, I see this gifting inside of you. I see that you're really good at it. You're passionate about it. And so why don't you just surrender and just try it? Like, just go for it. And I could come up with 10 different excuses of being like, well, like, what if I don't get a consistent paycheck? Or, oh, like, what are people going to think? Or, oh, like, maybe I could just do it part-time. Maybe I could just, like, dip my toe. And I just remember, like, going through a month of just praying through it and also just like watching you like develop their models and I just remember observing and asking and seeking and just being like wow I really feel like the Lord revealed to me that that I was actually living in a spirit of fear of what other people thought of me instead of just resting in the acceptance that I do hear from the Lord and I know his voice and 
it might not make sense to the world. I might not understand all the different steps of how he's going to fulfill his promise and fulfill his word, but I know he's trustworthy and I've seen my life time and time again. And so truly in conversations for about a whole month, it was so gracious of the Lord, but I kept having people ask me like, what are you planning on doing this year? Or what are you going to do for work? And what are you dreaming about? And at first I would actually lie to people or not say what I was praying about because I was like, I was just so fearful. Like, I just was like, what are they going to say? And especially with like talking to friends at my church, like I was like, Oh, like they are doing ministry and within four church walls and they're doing these amazing things for the kingdom. And it's so evident because they're in a church. And I was like, Oh, but like, the things that I feel called to, like, it doesn't look like what my friends are doing and, or it does just in a different way. And so I just remember like constantly being so fearful in conversations and it finally coming to a head and just feeling like the Lord's like sweet voice and grace of just being like, who are you trying to like win approval from? Like, you know, like, are you like resting in my, in your identity and like your security of like who I've made you to be? And, or are you striving for the world and just trying to perform to get approval that will like go in and out? Like, and so that was like a huge thing for me to like surrender before stepping into something I knew the Lord was like calling me into, inviting me into. And that was just something for sure that was just scary. Of so scary sometimes. Yes, I think yeah. it's, it's scared to step out on our dreams when we don't know, you know, if we're going to fail, if we're not going to fail, yeah. we don't know the outcome of it. And I think sometimes God just calls us to be obedient and step out in faith yeah. no matter what what's going to happen. We don't, we don't know. And we don't know yeah. why God calls us to these things, but I'm so proud of you also for just stepping out in this season and getting to watch you, um, walk out the dreams that God's put inside of you and watching those evolve into new things. Even now, um, I think it's so beautiful and a testament to just showing up and showing yeah. up and doing it and just being flexible, being, obedient and seeing the fruits that have come from that and the relationships that you've built along the way and the people that you've gotten to just meet and be a part of their lives over the past year and a half um or year and a month (laughs) um but I guess like from my perspective what was maybe one of the hardest things that was about this journey and looking back it was so hard to walk through but what have you seen come out of it necessarily if that makes sense yeah absolutely I stepping into it I think honestly with anything that we get the choice to step into it's like the unknown of like I would like to know for comfort for myself and peace of mind which is not actually what true peace comes from it's like I would like to know how much I'd be getting paid how often I'd be working just the different things that I'd be doing yeah consistency in my schedule like I would like to know all those different things before I say yes and I think that's something that we just like forget to see about like the Lord's design is like the beauty of surrender and what's on the other side of surrender is like he promises that he is a good shepherd and that he leads us and directs us and never confuses us and never leaves us or forsakes us and truly like takes us by the hand and like walks us into every yes that we give to him of obedience and so yes I think the hardest part was 
oh my goodness, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know what my life is going to look like. I don't know. I don't know. And that was like, like a common thing too. It's like, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't know anything <laughs> yes, when we jumped into this, yeah. I don't think. And I think that was very difficult for my pride to like let that go. Yes. For same. like letting go of fear, just like in conversation and just to be like so resolved in my heart of just being like, Lord, I trust you and I know I hear from you and if this ends up like after a year or months or whatever it's like a closed door or you decide to like take another step into somewhere else like you're gonna provide that answer when the time comes but I don't need to know all the different steps the in-betweens I just need to keep trusting and like laying down and surrendering and so I think that was the hardest part was just honestly like just the unknown and just being like man I have no idea what this is gonna look like and honestly when you step into that and you say yes it's really exciting it's really exciting because you're like man like everything that's gonna happen it has to be you lord like it has to be you the one making the way (laughs) it's not us yeah you the one continuing to open doors you being the provider and being everything that he promises he says he is and so I think after like the surrender and seeing the beauty of just like wow it's really exciting just being fully submitted to the Lord and his ways and like his direction and then now like over the year I mean it just like brings tears to my eyes thinking about the ways that we've gotten to experience the Lord and his faithfulness through just saying yes to him and trusting him I mean like just like you said like the different people that we've gotten to meet this year I have been in rooms with people in the fashion industry, in the creative industry, who are phenomenal people, so gifted, truly like influence fashion trends. They influence different things that we see every single day. I'm in the room with them and I just get to talk with them and get to know them and get to see so much of the Lord in them by the ways that like they they think and the way that their vision is. And I've just been in rooms. I'm like, Lord, like there's no way I'm not supposed to be here if it wasn't for you and your purposes. And I think that's been like a really affirming thing. It's just being like, okay, Lord, like you say I'm here for like your good works and for your good purposes. And I've seen that be so true, like over the past year and a month of just like, wow, like the things that we get to do and the things that we get to say yes to, it is like such a gift. And it's something to like not take for granted and to know that like there's such purpose behind every single phone call, every single right. room, every single conversation, doing a photo shoot. And yeah, I would say that's been like just seeing the Lord's faithfulness, honestly, like the past year has just been like, whoa, like it is exceedingly and abundantly more. Absolutely. I think it's cool also that you look back and I think our excuses and the reasons we don't say yes to things are because we don't know the answers. We don't know what's going to happen. And to just know that God's going to provide for you every step of the way and open the doors and you're never going to be wanting more. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so beautiful to like live that out and not have fear of Mm -hmm. stepping into an unknown area. Um, But I also love that you mentioned just how many amazing people that both of us have gotten to meet. Um, It really has just been the joy of my life getting to have 20 four girls that I get to represent and each and every one of them is just so uniquely beautiful and designed and I just see so many amazing gifts in them and they're so passionate and I just love how I get to be a small part of their journey and same for you and just the relationships that I've even formed 
with Ambler models and the agency and seeing that just trickle into other models that I don't even know. It's just such a beautiful thing. And none of that would ever happen. And a lot of girls would have never met if maybe I didn't say yes to that fearful, I'm going to start an agency even though I might not know anything that I'm doing. And then same for you. Like, I don't know if I would have had the same confidence stepping into it if you want to said, you know, Rachel, I'm going to do this even though... I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what's going to happen. And it just, yeah, like you said, it brings tears to my eyes just thinking about everything that has happened in such a short amount of time. Um, And also, I don't know, for those of you who don't know, it was really cool to see the opportunities that Julia got this past year to model in Europe and go to Greece and Germany and just be fully removed from everything she knew and to step into that and boldness and to meet people in different cultures and a different place in the world she'd never been, different language and watching her thrive in that and get to be light and that was really really cool so I guess one thing I want to know would be what was your I don't know something the Lord taught you during that season of just like two months away from home modeling full-time um and not really having that comfort of home or the people that you love or your church or just anything honestly just being out there fully alone what did you feel like during that season of isolation was maybe like one of the, your biggest takeaways because yeah. like that was crazy it was, yeah. <laughs> it was really cool yeah it was an incredible experience and an amazing opportunity and prior to getting the opportunity it was just like so cool to see how like it was so like the lord orchestrating it and opening the door and just like making a way for me to be there and we've kind of already touched on this a little bit but on the surface a hard thing for me in conversation when I was like fighting fear of just like stepping into modeling I was like well this doesn't look like traditionally what maybe like the mission field looks like or church looks like or just following Jesus and something that I remember like the Lord just like reminding me in his word is like he has called all of us to go and to love people and to love him from his love and to also just trust in like who he is and his character and I think that was something for me. I was just like, wow, okay, so I might not get, like, the gift right now to be working in a church or going to third world countries, which are all great things. Other passions that you have, yeah. But I get to do something that I know I'm so passionate about and I know I'm called to. And so it's been really cool seeing, like, something that I feel so passionate about is just like connecting with other people and to like really just like make them feel so like loved, seen and known in conversation. And so getting to do that and like the work of modeling and just the different people like that we have gotten to meet. And that was like such an affirmation like throughout the whole entire year of just being like wow like these people I just get to love them and I just get to know them and I get to see so much of the Lord inside of them even if they might not believe in the Lord or might not agree with like my beliefs but I was just like wow like this brings me close to the Lord by just getting to like meet these people and so going into the summer I was spending two months in Europe I tried not having too many expectations because expectations can be get you in trouble really hard (laughs) yes but also I was like okay Lord like I can expect you to be there with me and I can expect you to move and just connect me with the people you want me to connect with and so 
throughout the whole entire summer, like Rachel said, I was plucked up from my comfortability of living where we have always lived, which is a great place to live, thinking the same way as most of the people around me. Um, I would say my neighbors, mostly all of us have like the same thoughts and perspectives on life and not getting to go to the church that I love so much every Sunday and just not getting around to be around family about with friends and just like being plucked from uncomfortability to being like so uncomfortable that it was just like, wow, like is am I actually going to stand on my faith? Am I actually going to stand on like who the Lord's like called me to be and made me to be and like stand in the truth? And so it was super uncomfortable the whole entire summer, but it was the most fruitful and growing summer because I was around people who didn't think like me, who didn't believe the same things that I believe. I was around different cultures, completely different family dynamics, completely different ways of living. And it stretched me so much and it made me see more of Jesus, truly. And so even though it was super hard and super challenging, it drove me closer to the Lord and drawing closer to Him and like into deeper intimacy with Him. But it also just showed me more of His heart for the whole entire world and how He has just like called us to love people and to really see them as people and not as a project and not something that we just like, Hey, this is what I believe. And if you don't believe that, then like, we're not going to like, we're not going to connect. We're not going to have a conversation. And so I think that was something like throughout the whole entire summer, I was like, wow, like I am super uncomfortable and I've never talked about this before, or I've never been introduced to this before. But I like want to learn more and I want to understand this person for what they believe and what they have walked through and what their life has looked like. Yeah. Yeah. And so coming back from the summer, I truly just like felt so much growth. And I was like, wow, like this makes me so appreciative of my time there, but it also makes me so appreciative like where I'm from too and like what I have gotten to experience so far in life. So yeah, but going off that, I just like we've talked about like surface level. Okay. Well, this doesn't maybe look like what everyone else is doing or what people expect of me or just our culture. Uh, We live in the South. And so there is a culture around the South and unfortunately Christianity that gives a lot of people bad taste in their mouth. And so another thing that was huge for me in the beginning of the year, which is surrendering last year, was just like the Lord has called us to be a light in a dark place. And that means if we, the whole world is a dark place, just with death, sickness, racism, segregation, like so many different things that are just dark and they're really heavy. And he's called us to be a light in every single place um, and to bring his love and to like bring his truth. And so that it doesn't just happen on a Sunday at church. Um, and that is like a part of it. But I think that was for me. I was like, wow, like we actually get to be a light in the fashion industry, like in the modeling industry. Like that is our sphere of influence that like we've been given. Gifted, yeah. yeah. And so we don't have to be ashamed of that. Like we actually get to be so ashamed of the gospel that we don't have to change who we are to like fit a mold of what the world says the industry looks like. But we actually just get to stand in who we know we are and not expect other people to change with us, right. but just continue to love people. And so I guess like, what has it been like for you, Rachel, to 
be like so confident of like, okay, Lord, this is what you made me. This is what you've called me to. But also like, just like really trust that like ministry and doing life with the Lord isn't just on church on Sundays, but it's actually my whole entire life. And how, what was the shift for you? Just being like, okay, like Mm -hmm. this isn't what it has to look like. It doesn't have to be confined into or compartmentalized to different areas of my life, but like this is just what my life what is. What my life is, yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say for me, I you know I grew up in the church. I grew up with two amazing, loving parents, and um, it's been awesome for me. And I've had such a great experience with you know Christianity from a relationship standpoint with God, not just a religious standpoint of where. I have to be this, this, and this to be accepted by God or loved by God. For me, like, I I feel like I was truly just taught what Jesus is about, not what necessarily the world's view of Christianity is to just people who maybe don't know much about it. Um, So I feel like growing up with that perspective, you know, I feel like my parents always instilled in me just to, you know, walk in boldness and to love people no matter, you know, if we have the same views or not or we believe in the same God or not. It It doesn't really matter. It's just... It's about loving people like Jesus loved people and he he loved everyone. Like he yeah. loves everyone. Like what am I talking about? He did when he was on earth and he does yeah. now. Um, and so I think for me working in fashion industry and I think a lot of, you know, maybe my Christian friends or just different people might not, they might not understand. I haven't had many conversations about it, but um, I know that I don't have to live in fear of um, approval from man um, and that I can just walk in boldness and what I know God's called me to do and I feel like from working you know I think many people I work with have different views than me and I'm thankful for that because I get to learn from them I get to learn their perspective how they grew up what their views on God is and religion and so all those different things I'm I'm so thankful for that it stretched me in a lot of ways and I've been able to um just have really awesome conversations and get to learn (laughs) you know and just not be scared to get out of my comfort zone also and um I'm really thankful for that. And so, so yeah, I don't know if that, yeah. if that really answers it entirely, yeah. but, um, for sure. I think we just both have come to realize like we can't separate God from anything that we do because he is like the result of everything that yeah. we do and he's just the center and like the forefront of everything. And so for us, like doing like working in the fashion industry, working in the model industry, like it's not separate. It's like, Oh, like, no, this is actually something that he's in and like that he cares about and he cares about the people that are in this industry too. And at, something that like I've just watched you do with having 24 girls. Like you said, <laughs> yeah, 24. Yes. 24 girls is like you care and like love on each of us so uniquely as like we are our very own person and you cater to our needs and to our dreams like so specifically and that has just been so cool just seeing the ways that like you are in your gifting and calling because of the ways that you literally like love on 24 girls so uniquely and separately and you just do it all so well and so Something with the modeling industry that I know is talked about and gets a bad rap and there is a stereotype is body image Mm -hmm. and you have to have conversations with us that about our body image and just our thoughts and you check in with us so just being like how are you with this this yes and I think for me that was something like at a younger age that I went through and just like thought about and like struggled with and 
something now that I like feel very passionate about with talking and just living a lifestyle that's like honoring of my body and taking care of my body. But um, that is something that is so real in the modeling industry and the fashion industry is body image and struggles with that and unfortunately eating disorders and like sicknesses that come from that. And so what have you seen so far with like navigating different like thoughts different struggles with body image and any like just what you've learned so far of just being like okay like how can I be different than what like a worldly standard standard is absolutely I think it's probably the hardest thing about the industry that I think it's talked about more these days but it still isn't necessarily a full positive thing um but for me personally with body image and walking through that I was an athlete um, for half my life, 10 years, I, you know, competed at a high level. I swam in college. And um, for me, even as an athlete, I very much have struggled with body image and just in a different way, because I feel like as an athlete, we are constantly comparing ourselves to be the best we can be. We want to eat the cleanest that we can so that we can perform the best and be the best. And then now having walked through that and just experiencing freedom in that area and being able to just not worry about my body image, my, what I eat. I don't have anxiety around it. I don't have stress around it anymore, but for so many years I did. And I really struggled with that. And I would just constantly think about every time I ate, I felt bad about it. Every time I didn't eat clean, I felt bad about it. And I was just constantly on this just yo-yo in my head of, oh, that wasn't good enough. And just all those things, like we all experience it. And then wanting to look a certain way and including social media into that. And just all the comparison that I think that we experience in this world, it was, you know, hard for me to walk through that as an athlete. And I feel like the past, you know, maybe three years of my life retiring from swimming and kind of just getting to work that out in my own life with the Lord and experiencing true freedom and that my value doesn't come from, my accomplishments, the way I look, um, you know, how good I did that day. It's just that my value just comes from him loving me and making me and, you know, I'm a daughter of the King and like you are too. And that's for me, that's like what gives me that personal, um, peace in that area. But as an agent and walking through navigating those topics, because that is, I do think the most toxic part of the industry is body Mm -hmm. image. And as a model, knowing that, you know, half of your job is the way that you look and that is, you know, what you sign up for in your image. And, um, I feel like for me, I just do my best to navigate it in a way to where I'm encouraging girls, everyone to live a healthy lifestyle, to not compare yourself to others. I know that's so easy to say hard to do but something I'm really passionate about because I I never want to play into someone um struggling in those areas and me being you know a reason for that and so I'm very cautious of that and I just want all girls to know whether you're one of my models or you're not that your value doesn't come from your appearance and and that's been my experience and I'm curious to know what has your experience been like as a model um in the industry and how you've kind of walked through these issues and battling the yeah the negativities that come along with it and staying strong in it and yeah yeah I think for me a huge thing like you talked about was recognizing the truth and knowing the truth and actually like 
letting that settle and resonate and believe for me like the lord has made our bodies and when he made our bodies he looked at it and said this is very good and another part to that is i believe like we get to honor our bodies through the decisions that we make constantly um every single effect to our bodies we get to make a decision daily and so to honor our bodies um i think for me it was just a perspective shift of being like wow like I can either choose to skip a meal, I could choose to make myself throw up, I could choose to not eat, um, all these different things that can come into mind when you are thinking about so many different people looking at you and portraying a certain image. And I think for me, I had those thoughts And even if I acted on them a little bit, I think I was just like, man, like, I just don't feel good. Like, I don't feel healthy. And for me, it was just a perspective of being like, how can I, like, take care of my body? How can I feed it? How can I am able to have longer energy? How am I able to have a good night's sleep? How am I able to just, like, have a lifestyle that is honoring to my body and takes care of it and is not restricting in a sense where I am micromanaging every single decision I'm making and overthinking it and being like oh like if I have a dessert yeah if I have a dessert like if I cook with butter like or something like so like just very micromanaging like oh like that is bad um and I think that was a huge thing of like food is not bad it's fuel it's fuel yeah Yeah. that's so good um and you really just get to decide what you put in your body and if you're gonna feel it or if it's gonna be something that like hinders uh I think like no food is evil and so (laughs) if you're gonna eat a dessert then that's your choice but also for me, like making a decision of like, I'm eating the dessert because I'm celebrating with someone or because um, it just sounds really good, but I'm not going to eat a dessert because I want to indulge or because I'm numbing or just something that has like a negative context or I'm not going to choose to eat food because of a negative context. And so that's been like a huge thing for me of just constantly like checking myself of being like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this? for other people or am I doing this because my body should be honored and it's I have a body that's healthy and is able to move and I can continue making decisions that can help yeah and take care of yourself take care of it yeah and so I think for me also another perspective was like I'm not doing this for my work but I'm doing this like for like my longevity. life yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely and so I think that was like a huge shift for me and it is definitely something that is like talked about in the industry and there are just so many different things that we could expand on but I think talking from our personal experience is what we can like right. testify best and just encourage all women who this is something that I think every woman just Struggles does struggle with, with and right. just does come to having these thoughts of being like, oh, like, am I enough? Am I pretty enough? Or all these different things are very external. But I think something that's really cool to think about food is that it is what we put eternally. And so it we get to take care of it and we get to just honor it. And so 
all, all women are so beautiful and we're so unique and we were crafted by a creator. And so um, I think that's just like the most important thing to remember. And yeah, we could go into the industry yeah. and just like the different ways that we disagree with, with, a lot of it. <laughs> with a lot of it and different things that are being said to girls or being portrayed through media or through certain things. But I think what we can testify most is just our personal experience and how we've been able to like rest in truth and just settle it in our hearts and encourage others to yeah absolutely live a healthy lifestyle and to encourage them that that's not where their worth comes from and that they're beautiful just the way they are I think that is the best place for our conversation to wrap today just reminding each and every one of you especially if you are a woman listening that you are so beautiful you were made and spoken over you that you were very good. You were a very good creation. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You have a creator who loves you deeply and has set you apart and has just called you to his good purposes. And that is something that we're continuing to live in and just to clear over our lives and to trust in his word. And Rachel, I'm just so grateful that we got to have this conversation and just share about what years have looked like of being as friends and especially this past year of just what we've seen the Lord do and just get to recount stories together. It's been such a gift to sit so down good. with you. Thank yes. you so much for having yeah. me. I love you so much. I love you so much. And I'm so grateful for you.